Hello, and welcome to the Financial Emancipation Podcast. I'm your host, Malik Branch, and this is a daily podcast discussing the ways in which you can walk towards your financial emancipation, getting free from the burden of your finances. Welcome back, and happy Friday. So today I want to talk, do an episode with a little bit of Friday feedback. Um, I've been doing that where I've answered questions um, that I receive either via email or via message um, from folks and I kind of answer them on the podcast to give you guys a chance to get to to kind of hear about what you want to talk about, you know, cause, because I get these questions. And so today I'm going to start with the first question that I received, which was about wanting to revamp your wardrobe, but on a budget. And so um, it was more so a question about like, how do you allocate, you know, when you want to spend, you need to like revamp your clothing, and, but you don't have a lot of money to do it. So one of the b- biggest recommendations I have first and foremost, when you want to revamp your wardrobe is to kind of go through your entire closet and empty it out, right? So go through it, pull everything out that you, that, that if there are things that don't fit, those have to go, obviously. Things that are totally out of style and outdated, those should go. And you should either donate those or just trash them. And then look at your core pieces that you have in your in your wardrobe. So you may have, you know, if you're talking about your work wardrobe, you may have like the black dress that you have, the blue dress, the brown, like certain things that are staples to your wardrobe that still fit and are still in good condition. And in that point, what you can do is consider um, anything that you do have, anything that you do have that is of value, you may want to consider selling it. So if you have, you know, an old designer purse that you're just not carrying anymore, but it's still in good condition, you may want to consider selling it in order to help fund some of the new things that you, you want to buy. Also, when you wither your wardrobe down to what is really there, you tend to be more deliberate when you go forward and purchase. So if you, if you, if you dwindle, dwindle your wardrobe down to everything that actually fits, is wearable, usable, and what you want to wear, you will find that you probably have way less clothes than you thought you did. And at that point, you can then decide with the staple things that you have, a way to revamp your wardrobe could be get some new accessories, which is a cheaper way. You can get some new belts to go with your dresses. You can get a new blazer um, to go over your dresses that will be like a little funky, fancy, you know, new blazer. You can... um, you can go and get, like I said, accessories, earrings, and you can get yourself a purse or a new pair of shoes without having to revamp your whole entire clothing wardrobe. Also, if you wear suits to work, you can update the outfits by changing the um, the shirt you wear underneath your suits so you can get a few more of those um, cardigans or under undershirts um, that will be a little fancier to make your wardrobe kind of pop again. Um So that's a really good way to revamp the wardrobe. Also, you know, if you know that you want to revamp your summer wardrobe, don't wait until the summer. Um, Actually think about revamping your summer wardrobe at the end of the summer. So at the end of every season is where you're going to find the best sales. So if you want to revamp your summer wardrobe, wait and be ready to revamp your summer your summer wardrobe for next summer this summer at the end of the summer catch all those sales when they're about to put the fall clothes out go out and get the sales on that stuff and it'll really help you to revamp the wardrobe as well as um be able to catch a good deal doing so so that's something to consider as it relates to revamping your wardrobe 
Um, you want to make sure you stay on budget. You want to make sure you do it in the most um, cost effective way. And know that sometimes you can go to the big stores like Target has really great work clothes for a good price. And they're very like they're very well made. So if you want to just get something that's trendy, if there's a new type of skirt that's out or new and you want to try it out, my suggestion would be to go to Target. They have really good quality work clothes that fit well. They, they withstand the wash or the dry cleaner. And if they're trendy, you know, you want to just wear them this season or next season. The cost matches that. Or you want to try out a trend before you spend a little bit more money on it. Target is a really good way to go. So my second question this week was about savings. And it was really about how do you, when you want to save for something specific, do you have to cut out something else to get it? So the question was really about saving for a new car. The person wanted to buy a new car and wanted to have a down payment for that new car um, available. And they already have a savings and they weren't sure if they should take the money out of their savings or create a new savings in order to save for the car. So I'm a big person who believes that you should, when it comes to buying a house, you should definitely have a separate and apart savings account for buying a house. If you already own a home and you're going to spend $30,000 on a renovation, you should have a separate savings account for that. Um, your savings account in your emergency fund can be looked at a little bit different. So if you have one savings account and you're saying, you know, I'm going to, I've been saving money in there and I've got $5,000 in there and I need $3,000 to do a down payment for a car. You have to consider that if, you're, if that one savings account is all of your liquid cash and all of your emergency fund, you have to consider before you buy, use it to do that, to buy a car, how you're going to replenish it. And you have to know what your minimum is in your emergency fund. So for some people, it's $1,000. So if you're not going to totally deplete the fund and you can see ways in which you're going to continuously build it back up, then there's nothing wrong with using your savings for an expense that you're ready to make. However, if you're going to just completely deplete it with nothing, I never recommend that. You should always have whatever your minimum is for your emergency fund. That should, should be always be in your account. And then when you do buy the car or you do make the new purchase that you're, save, that you're gonna use your savings for, you should absolutely become aggressive about trying to replenish that savings because I continuously say savings will save you. So I just wanted to, I like to do the feedback questions because I don't want you guys to think that I'm going to always give you this unpractical advice like don't buy anything, don't shop anywhere, don't ever get a car, don't ever do anything. No, life is life, right? You're going to need clothes, you're going to buy a car, you're going to do these things. The point here is for me to kind of talk about ways in which we can do this in the most cost effective, the smartest way so that we're not kind of putting at jeopardy our financial freedom just to do things that we all want to do. And so there's nothing wrong with revamping your wardrobe. You obviously would want to do that. I'm not going to tell you you have to save six months in order to revamp your wardrobe. What you need to do, though, is try to do it in the most cost-effective way with the money that you have. And so I would never suggest, you know what? You take your clothes out, throw everything out, take your credit card and go to the mall and revamp your wardrobe. No, that's not going to ever come out of my mouth. Rather, I'm going to tell you that these different ways in which you can do it and still be cost effective. So, you know, we have to live our lives and part of living our lives is spending money on things, um, you know, that, that seem to be necessary. But there's a way we can do it in which we don't jeopardize our financial freedom. So that's the kind of things I, I, I like to talk about. Just real life things so that it's not always just like, no, no, no. <laughs> that sometimes it's yes, but this is but here's an addendum. It's yes, but yes. And however. So I'm going to wrap up there. 
Um, if you haven't already done so, please head on over to Instagram and follow me at Financial Emancipation. Follow me on Twitter at FIN Emancipation. Follow me on Facebook, Financial Emancipation. Please head on over to YouTube and um, follow my YouTube page, which is Financial Emancipator. Right now, there are clips there from the um, Get Your Financial House Nota 2 webinar. And I'm going to be doing some videos on there and dropping them there probably over the weekends, um, just leading up throughout the month of June. So check out that and follow the YouTube page for any new um, content that will be there. If you have any questions or anything you'd like to, for me to discuss next Friday on Feedback Fridays, you can send me an email at Malik, M-A-L-I-E-K, at thefinancialemancipation.com. Again, that's Malik, M-A-L-I-E-K, at thefinancialemancipation.com. Thank you so much for joining me today, and I hope you'll be back next week on Monday when we um, continue to discuss the ways in which you can walk towards your financial emancipation, getting free from the burden of your finances. Have a great weekend.